This is Postico Chronicles, and I'm your host, Matt Falk. Hello, Postico Chronicle listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are talking about ethical fashion and what really goes into starting your own clothing brand with Brandy Mercredi. Hello, Brandy. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you, Matthew? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on our podcast. For our listeners uh, who haven't heard of Frank, can you or or heard about yourself? Can you tell us a bit about what you do, what kind of clothing you make? So yeah, at Frank, we ethically make clothes, um, and we focus on designing them to last way beyond seasonal trends. We do that in Canada, and at the same time, try to do it all in as sustainable as possible. My background: I went to college for fashion design. And then I worked for several different Canadian brands, large and small. And then eventually my plan was to always start my own brand. And then it took me about 10 years to get there. But uh, over those years, I just kind of like amassed a lot of skills and learned all the, the things that I liked about the industry, the things that I wanted to change. And I came up with Frank. So you're the founder, Frank. What does a typical day look like for you? Oh, like what even is a typical day <laughs> during the pandemic? But really because I am the founder and I have now one part-time employee and I work with partners and freelancers and consultants for everything else, I wear so many hats that every every day is just so different. Like no not one day is a typical day. Like yesterday, I probably spent, you know, 12 hours just purely on customer service, where another day I'm doing designing and drawing, and another day I'm hang tagging and folding garments. Like it, there's no, I don't, I've never had a typical, not yet. How did you even uh, get into this line of work? I know you, you mentioned that you went to college. Was this something that you always thought that you were going to get into? So... Like even when I had gone to college, I always knew that I wanted to have my own business, start my own line at some point. And I started working for other brands because I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And over those years, at first, those brands were larger. So like I learned a lot about like common practices in the fashion industry. And there were certain aspects of it that just I didn't sit right with me and like a lot of the unethical treatment of workers or maybe not specifically unethical but not being able to uh, monitor it or track like right down all the way down to like your supply chain so I just started like amassing plans and things that I would like to do different as my skills also grew so over those years I just my plan became like super clear and then one of the the last places I worked for was Mini Miyash, and they mm. make kids and babies clothing, it, like all made in Toronto. And working with them, I realized like that what I had wanted to do was actually possible. So it allowed me to just take the leap. I, I think that Frank has a very strong brand, and it's very clear that a lot of thought was put into the products and the websites and the blog posts. Would you be able to talk? briefly uh, about what goes into developing, I guess, 
a consistent brand voice or brand image? Sure. It's a really great question. Um, Thank another you. big one. <laughs> so we're asking a lot of big questions. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Honestly, I thought so long about this brand that the ideations just kept changing. And then as much as I learned new skills and I grew as a person, and then with each change, my vision, my vision for the brand kind of got like a little bit more narrow. And then um, once my vision was like laid out and I knew I'm like, yes, this is something I'm going to do. I took that and I created like a really detailed survey and I put it out there and I surveyed people like hundreds of people from all walks of life, like wh where whoever would answer this in Facebook groups all these random places asking people what they struggled with specifically in the niche that I was hoping to break into. And then with those answers, I used those to help me create like a brand script. Mm -hmm. And then I, that brand script I used to like almost create a person. Like I've made for me, I've made like Frank into a person so that when I'm speaking for the brand, I can feel like as if it has like personality and I can like continue with it. And then it's also much easier for me to explain to anybody else coming in to hopefully eventually work for me. The voice for the company and the brand really came from gathering customer information and like I guess gathering their uh, opinions. That's really uh, unique. Was one of the, I guess, concerns that you got from uh, the feedback regarding like the ethically made portion, because that seems like a really strong centerpiece of the brand. That was definitely that was like part of the main niche. Um, there was a there was so much wonderful feedback. Oh my goodness, I don't know even know where to even start because there was just so much of it. But I based everything off of the points that I wanted to fix off of that feedback. And then I, I don't even, I can't even remember the exact specifics because it, I, my brand is Frank is now four years old. So mm -hmm. it's all just kind of like built in there now. And yeah. And it, even still to this day when I'm like updating things or when I want to like reevaluate what we're talking about and what we're sharing, I go back to the, current survey that I have running that goes out to cust after customers, I think after they buy shop with us and mm -hmm. uh, making sure we're all, I'm always still aligned with what they need from us. Cause like, yes, we're trying to sell basics, but I also, my goal is like really just want to make people's lives a little bit better because we're all on social media, just like, you know, soaking up all this content all the time and just would like it to be something that adds a little bit more value to people's life. Before we go a little bit more deeper into learning more about Frank, I think this might be a good time to play a lightning round uh, game. Uh, is that okay with you? Is that yeah, sure. With you? <laughs> sure. Let's, okay. let's give it a try. So we're just going to ask you some quick questions and essentially we would just want your, I guess, like gut initial feeling or thoughts. Does that sound okay with you? Yeah. Sure. So we know that you're from Edmonton originally. What's one of the go-to restaurants that you would recommend in Edmonton? Oh my God, Boston Pizza, but that's everywhere now. But yeah, it was always Boston Pizza. Nice. Uh, it's funny, my dad actually works uh, at Boston Pizza. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah, he does. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, what's it's just your a favorite? comfort food. 
For sure, absolutely. Um, what's your favorite restaurant in Toronto? Oh. Or one of them. <laughs> right now, because you know we're just ordering takeout, but I would probably have to say Mary B. Where's that? Uh, it's like local for me, so it's Young and Saint Clair. Okay, got it. Okay, cool, nice. What's a movie that you can rewatch over and over again、uh, in lockdown, for example? <laughs> um. Oh well, like, you know, I just watched Barb and Star, and like my husband and I are like we're watching that again tonight. What's was that? Barb and Star. Um. It's with a、uh, Kristen Wiig. It's it's on Crave. Okay, okay, to, I'll take、yeah. a look at it.、Um, like produced by Will Ferrell, very very funny. Okay, we'll take a look at it.、Um, and also for a special lightning round、uh, for this episode, we were thinking we we would want your opinion,、um, yay or nay, on certain clothing trends that are going in and out of style. <laughs> Does that sound okay with you? Yeah, sure. Okay, so how about wide legged pants? Yay. Uh, mom jeans, yay.、Uh, wearing denim on denim, yay. Mixing patterns, <laughs> yay. Scorts, <laughs> uh, uh, yay.、Uh, fanny packs, I can go yay too. <laughs>、uh, how about velour tracksuits? Oh, I think nay. Nay, the first nay.、Um, I know. For last one,、uh, tie dye. Tie dye, yay! I think that that was a very successful lightning round. It really gave us the audience a good picture of, I guess,、uh, what 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 kind of clothing、uh, do you like? <laughs> pretty easy.、Uh, I think everything has a place. If you can rock it, like, yeah, go for it. I think you know. That's true. Trends, trends, schmens. <laughs> I like that. So learning a little bit more about Frank, the clothing—it's plastic-free and ethically made. How do you source the material, and、uh, what should consumers be looking for when looking to buy clothes that are more environmentally friendly? So all our fabric is custom knit for us by a local knitter. The raw material is sourced based on、um, best available, and I'm each season constantly like. Contacting them to see like, is this going to be available? How about this? Can you cost this out for me、um, to see what I can get, what what's new out there? But specifically, we use、uh, tensile cotton lycra blend of yarns, and then we apply those to all our garments and just have different yarn thicknesses to make different fabrics. The tensile sourced like through tensile. It's a trademark, their trademark, and they're super stringent. In their processes, they are very sustainable, and they recycle like 99% of their compounds to break down the fibers, and so that it's constantly being recycled. Then the cotton that we're currently using is grown in the United States, but we're for future we're actually going to be moving towards organic cotton because that just finally became available to us、nice. to mix mix with tensile, and then. Lycra, another trademark brand, which I love working with because they are already so stringent and like very careful which other fibers they they blend with. So it kind of like checks a couple boxes off that I didn't have to do myself. And then I guess when looking to buy environmentally friendly clothing at like quick glance, if you're in a store or if you get to go to a store anymore,、um, 
<laughs> I would say look for those trademarks because then you already know that some boxes have already been checked and the, you know, look for the Ecotex, the, the certifications like GTOS certified for organic cotton, anything that has like certification gives you at least that first step. And sometimes if you can't see any of those things, a quick Google, Google search and you'll go to like the brand's product page or their about page, because usually a brand, if they're ethically made or they're sustainable, they want to they want to talk about it. They want to write about it. They want to share. So it's usually pretty, pretty easy to find. What do you think of the recent trend towards brands that are using recycled plastic in clothing? I think it's excellent. Any move towards a better version of something that people are already really used to using is like a significant step in the positive direction. We've all come to love so many products that have that are made from plastic that and those products have become staples in our wardrobes, like workout clothes. Um, having a recycled plastic option is just great. Of course, I'd say that probably no plastic would be better, but the world just doesn't work like that. You can't just go from having something to not having it. So the recycled is way better. And eventually, maybe as things progress, there'll just be a choice where like, hey, we don't even need plastic anymore. So maybe I think this is like a good first step. Over the last few years, I think that more and more people are noticing that their new clothing doesn't really last as long as it used to and that there's more tears and more rips that happen faster. How do you make clothing that lasts longer? Very, very, very good question. Um, <laughs> Thank you. This is a tough one. <laughs> um, like, I know personally with Frank, we do really try to hard to make clothing that lasts. But that timeline is like, it's very different for each of us. It very much depends. Like the timeline on how long things last more depends on how often we wear it. So like the number of wears. So mm -hmm. something could last... I don't know, a t-shirt that you love or, you know, you could buy a fast fashion t-shirt and wear it like every single day and it could disintegrate right away, but or you could wear it four times a year and it will last you, you say it'll last you a year. So the, that, that part is a bit tricky, but I'd say that being said, we do a few things to try our best to make clothes that last longer. Adding the lycra into our fabric helps to make sure that clothes bounce back so after each wear, so that helps to extend it rather than putting on a t-shirt that's like all stretched out and you're like, I don't even want to wear this anymore. We mix a substantial amount of cotton with Tencel. So Tencel is super soft and has so many beautiful properties, but it's not quite as strong as cotton. So mixed together, um, we kind of get the best of both worlds. So the fabrics are super soft, stretched so they bounce back, and then the cotton helps make things stronger and sturdier so like you're not going to get little tiny holes easily and they just last longer and then when it comes to designing I try to take into account like natural wear and tear whenever possible just how our bodies move and things like that and then just trying to always design things that have nothing to do with trends so that like you buy something this spring you can wear it probably in the fall even if it's under layers and you can wear it next spring and if you you know the next or however long you know however often you wear it and however long it lasts up but like the goal is to just wear to design something that 
last that doesn't go out of style. So that's mm -hmm. hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. Are there certain materials that you would advise buyers to avoid? Honestly, I, I don't, it, it, it has to do a lot with the, the quality of the yarns have to mm -hmm. make a big difference. So sometimes the content, it all kind of goes, fits together. But oftentimes anything with made with polyester, it has like th this kind of lifespan where like it can last forever, but it shows that it's old really fast. Like, you know, it gets all really, really pilly and it starts to change color. And so like, even though like polyester like never breaks down, it'll last mm -hmm. forever, but you might not want to wear it forever because it doesn't look so great. But mm. I think more than like fabric content, it's more about like if you're buying a t-shirt, if you buy something that's thin, it looks super nice when they're like thin and like airy, but it's not going to last. They, they just don't because there's just not much to them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, when you're talking about the uh, polyester shirts, it definitely described like most of my wardrobes when I was in high school. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. There's like holes everywhere. Uh, and there's yeah. just insanity. I think one thing that interests me most about Frank is that the factories are based in Ontario. How did you set up this locally sourced manufacturing? Um, so I feel very fortunate because I actually, because I did work in the fashion industry for a long time prior to starting Frank. So I had built like many connections over the time. And then like over time, the connections I started with led to another relationship. And then it kind of like snowballed from there. Um, and it's still snowballing because I'm still always, you know, looking for more new and like love meeting people in this industry. So like I had connections from prior places that I had worked larger companies and then there and it all kind of like came together and uh, yeah at first when I first started it was one factory and I couldn't afford the minimums to do a um, fabric with a local knitter so I had to go to a third-party supplier that sourced fabric from pre-made fabric from all over and then so I just did what I could at, to start and then it slowly started rolling and it's snowballed to one connection to a knitter to a second factory to you know it's just kind of how it works when i was doing the research i didn't even know that there were i guess like that like factories in canada that were like made for like knitting or like uh, putting together clothes is there a lot of this kind of like work i guess in canada knitting like not as much but there is more than I think anyone would ever expect. Mm -hmm. um, but like cutting and sewing garments, so many, but not as much as there used to be. Like in the 90s, there were so many like Canada, like in Toronto, Winnipeg, they, they were like Mecca for producing a lot of clothing, like a lot of large brands, even from the US. But it, around that time, a lot of brands started going moving overseas, so things shut down a lot. But there's still some that withstood the test of time, and those are kind of like the ones that are left. But every time I think, like, I know all the local cutting and sewing um, studios, factories, I talk to somebody else and I learn, oh, there's another one. So hmm. there's so many. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it it seems that Frank is doing a lot of things right when it comes to ethically sourced material and ethically sourced uh, creation and treating workers fairly. Do 
do you think that this model can be sustainably scaled up and more widely used? I think it definitely can scale up. If you like are ensuring that you're working with the the right partners who also believe in your this your same values and the same equitable vision, I, I think it's 100% possible. Also, because a lot of the sewing studios that are local are used to working with really large brands, so they are some of them are set up for that. So I definitely think it's possible. But like, it's also possible to produce ethically overseas as well. Like it doesn't have to just be in Canada. I prefer because my that's where my comfort level is, but it's entirely possible to do it overseas as well. So that's also something somebody else, you know, could do Mm -hmm. and do well. What are the future goals of Frank? Oh, goodness. Uh, these days, like, especially COVID, I'm like head to the grind and I barely get a chance to look up and like see big picture. Um, so this is good. Um, <laughs> my current goals aren't like the super shiniest and most like fun, but they're all uh, mostly about enough stock to meet demands or, or I can react quicker when things sell out because it's tricky because I knit everything is custom knit and dyed for us. So there's, there's a timeline between when I can do like meet demand. It's not quick, like, like it works for some fast, like how it works for fast fashion. It just doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. And then for fall, I'm adding some masculine items. So like our best sellers, cause we're definitely more, you know, female focused. Mm-hmm. Um, our best sellers will be added for like, masculine so for like mr or whoever that so, is yeah. good to hear uh <laughs> i look forward to it i uh uh when my girlfriend she bought some of this uh like some from frank i was like oh this is great material and i wish i could but i couldn't because it's not available but that's really good to hear yeah. that maybe in in the, you're saying in the fall right in the fall uh, yeah yeah we have okay, four nice. just our best seller like top best sellers that i was like you know we should work. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's all the questions we had. Uh, where can our listeners find you? Um, me or Frank? <laughs> but Frank, Frank. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Frank. I> was, <laughs> not me. No, no, not you. But I'm not interested. They want, yeah. <laughs> where can our listeners find Frank and or follow Frank? <laughs> um, I guess you can find us. Like, yeah, www.wherefrank.com. But like, I don't know how to say where as in wear clothes, not we are. And uh, on social, all the socials at at where Frank. That's it. Okay, perfect. So the brand is Frank, but all our social everything is where Frank. Okay, that's all the questions we had. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, remember to subscribe or follow us to be notified of the latest episodes. It really helps our podcast. If you think there's a guest that you would like us to interview or you yourself would like to be on our podcast, send us an email at postocochronicles at gmail.com. You can also keep up with the latest PCC news by following us on Instagram or Twitter. Postico Chronicles is hosted and produced by me, Matt Falk, 
Alice Coombs was the co-producer for this episode. Our staff includes Kasun Medegadara and Rostislav Soroka. Our main theme song is called Last Energy for the Day by Loyalty Freak Music, and there are other music credits on our website. Thank you for listening. We will see you soon. Thank you.